you're listening to another Leveraging Real Estate Podcast. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Leveraging Real Estate Podcast. My name is Ryan Corcoran, and I'm your host today. Today, we have a pretty impressive young guy, actually, <laughs> um, not, not too far away from my age. Uh, his name is Mark Mason. Uh, Mark, say hi to everybody. Hi, guys. What's going on? So... I wanted to have Mark on the podcast because we actually met recently. I don't really know his full story, uh, so I'm going to be learning along the way as well here. Um, but super impressed by what he's done at you know a young age. I think it was his birthday yesterday. What, what are you, 31 now? 31, baby. 31. All right. <laughs> so um, it'll be a good perspective on how a younger guy or, or a girl um, can uh, really scale a business or multiple businesses, right? Um, so let's get into your story a little bit. Who are you? Where are you from? And uh, what did you do before you got into real estate? All right, guys. Welcome. Uh, I'm Mark Mason. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit about my background and we're going to touch on some other things. Uh, but, you know, we'll walk away with, uh, we're going to try to have you guys walk away with an actionable item today. So we'll talk about that more towards the end. But uh, right now, I currently have three businesses uh, one's Eastside Property Development, where we focus on fix and flips. Uh, number two is a mechanical company, which we do plumbing and HVAC, and we have a restaurant. So um, those three businesses, we'll touch about how that kind of started um, a little bit when we get into this. But uh, more on, you know, I guess before I was in real estate and I owned my own plumbing and re- plumbing business and restaurant, I uh, I used to work for a large mechanical company. And I was a product manager and estimator for them. And that's kind of what built my my backbone on how to leverage real estate and focus time on real estate with a full-time job um, mm-hmm. and kind of balance them both, which kind of turned into doing it full-time, um, which okay. we can talk about too because to make that transition from a full-time job to an entrepreneur, is uh, it definitely has its up and downs. And can be um, it can be rocky, but I feel like you know with the right mentorship and leadership, I think anybody can do it. So we could talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely touch on that. Um, I think that's important because I, I I think I can give a little bit of insight to that as well because I I also recently did that, um, and wiping away that stable income is <laughs> it's pretty eye opening. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into so so why did you. So you're working for a large mechanical company. Why did you branch off? Did you just see other people doing it or were you just sick of working for somebody or what was the motive? So, you know, I, I, I lasted with them as long as I could. I mean, I was making like $140,000 a year. I was making over $100,000 a year at the age of 22, 23. Um, and, you know, I was just able to balance it all. And I knew at a young age, I did. that's not what I wanted to do forever. You know, even in middle school and high school, I was selling Nextels, I was selling candy, I was the ringtone guy, I was hustling, you know, and that's just in my blood. Um, So as I grew, you know, and I started getting cash flow in and I started getting money in the bank with my full-time job, I was divvying it up and I was putting myself around the right people, the right group. And um, pretty much, if you feel uncomfortable, that's the fucking path you have to go down because that's going to, that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to grow. So... I was there for about eight years. Uh, 
I was pretty much one of the top product managers and estimators that went there and that left as of right now that I know of, and um, which is super cool at a young age. But you also have everything else that comes with it when it's like, you know, jealousy within the workplace and all this stuff. I'm sure, Ryan, you can probably touch on that too. Um, but I remember doing, I didn't know I wanted to do real estate until... I was working for real estate investors doing their plumbing. So I used to be in the field doing their plumbing. So you know, hey, I want to rough this bathroom. I need a bathroom. I need a kitchen. And I used to go to work, you know, my eight to four, five to fucking nine. I used to do side work. And that's what I do. And uh, the more and more I started working for them, you know, I watched the numbers. What they buy for? What they sell it for? What do I think they put into it? You know, what could I have done better? in his position to, you know, uh, have a better ROI on, um, on that, on that project. And, um, it wasn't until I was working for somebody that was really arrogant and, uh, kind of like degraded me on site about schedule, um, which taught me a few things. Number one, that I didn't want to work for him. Number two is how not to treat people because everything comes tenfold and it's, I, I can't get into it. Cause it's a public podcast, but it's pretty funny how the tables have turned and things kind of came together. But, um, so I knew very then um, I was like, I can flip a house better than this, this company, you know, I could do this better. I have a better schedule. I can manage this better. And I'm like, you know what? Let's roll into this. Like, and now it's relevant in my head, right? It's almost like when you buy a red fucking, a red truck, then you start seeing a bunch of red trucks go by. Uh, so I listened, I was on the radio and I heard of a fortune builders course. Now it was like a three day event, free event. And I took work off, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Took work off, I went to the free event. This was at like maybe 22 years old, um, 23 years old maybe. Um, Went to the free event and I went with my iPad, I took a bunch of notes and they ultimately try to sell you to go to the school after, which I didn't do. But I took everything they gave me and I put it into um, I put it to work. You know, I went to Google. I went to Bigger Pockets. I I did everything I could to like better myself, and I uh, I flipped my first house at 24. I believe yeah, 24, and I actually had my first multifamily at 23. So I bought a th- three family at 23 years old. Um, I legit put every cent and effort into this property. I maxed out sixty thousand dollars worth of credit cards. Um, bank account oh, whatever you got to do to get started right that's it people mm-hmm. i had contracted I, I was buying contractors tools to work for me you know so i was like i know i can swipe the card you know what i mean yeah i can't yeah. pay you cash but i can't pay you this but i'll swipe the card yeah did you, find, later. did you find that going to the um the course the free course was helpful that, yes. that weekend yeah okay yeah I, I i asked that because i have a partner who he spent him and his wife spent 30 grand and and they don't regret a second of it. All thirty grand that they spent on that course. It was it was a forty hour course from Fortune Builders. They took everything they learned and they went out and bought four properties that first year. And so I always ask them like, holy holy shit, you guys spent thirty grand on a, on a course? Like that's crazy to me because I didn't spend any money. I learned everything on my own, right? Plus. Um, but for them, it was a everything was condensed in time, right? So they could do it all in one week and they learned everything they needed to in one week. So that it was worth the money for them. So I'm just curious if you. If you uh, if you recommend that for people, so everybody learns differently. You kind of got to know yourself, and I, I think someone everybody's just got to sit down and like say, "What do you want? You know, do you want you know, do you want to 
like them buy four houses in a year or are you going to be good with one or two and maybe have a one and, and have that full-time yeah. job and kind of it all depends yeah. where you want to go and how, like like you said consolidate time you know mm-hmm. i you know i'm big on that you know because time you can't buy it so it's like you know yeah. if you have the 30 yeah. grand and you guys know you're all in you know they probably learned what i learned over five years and the 40 and 40 hours but um you know yeah. everybody learns differently everybody takes it differently but the biggest thing is just finding the deal because once you find the deal everything yeah. just comes with it you know mm-hmm. the people the money and the experience like that all comes yeah. with it after i wish i wish there was a way that I could just send the same advice to everybody that asks me how to get started. Um, because for me, it was finding deals, right? If, if I got really good, and I'm still really good at finding good deals. Yep. And as soon as you find a good deal, it doesn't really matter at that point. If, as long as you're networking consistently, you'll find somebody to buy it from you, you go partner up with you, you can find contractors, you'll find the money, everything comes into place as soon as you have that deal. So I couldn't 100%. agree anymore. 100%. Yeah. So when you bought this multi and you did the flip, you had a full-time job, right? Full-time job. I, it's a pretty funny story, and I'll and I'll and I'll tell it because, um, I think it's good for everybody to hear. So you know, I knew shit about real estate. You know, um, I went on HubZoo, which is an online auction platform. Yeah, yeah. Bought the house, um, an auction. Didn't know anything about it, but I told my realtor, "Listen, this is my house. I'm buying it. I don't give a fuck what you have to do." Make sure you did it. You know, um, <laughs> whatever. I bought it. Three family, $178,000. Um, at this point, I don't even know what I put into it, but it had to be probably 80, 90 grand. And um, what what happened was before the closing is 14, probably about two, three weeks before closing, my lender said, this is a high risk loan. We can't, we can't do this loan for you, Mark. You know, after I hopped through hoops, the house had no power, it had no water, and you need those for an appraisal, and I had a mass housing loan. So what I did was, I jumped the water meter out, since I'm a plumber, <laughs> and turned the water on up the street, and then I called the electrical uh, plant, TMLP, and I put the electrical on. So we were good, we lined up, you know, we, we went through appraisal, everything was good, we patched, we went in there beforehand, patched the holes, everything. Yeah. Anything that they could have said. Which was like, you know, all my friends, it kind of goes back, this is, and I'm going to touch on this at the end, your group, you know, the people you're with, they all came in and helped me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of them were electricians, some of them were painters, whatever. They came in, they helped me, and we got to a point of the appraisal was a success. So um, two and a half weeks before closing, they cut me off on the loan, said it was a high-risk loan. Reason being was when you... When you buy off these auction sites, they have a premium, a buyer's premium, which banks, normal banks, don't let you kind of get a conventional yep. loan through. And then, um, so long story short, that guy dropped me, recommended me to somebody else. She closed the loan in like two and a half weeks. She was an absolute rock star. Um, wow. We've done about 60 loans together. Yeah, I was going to say, you're still doing deals with her now? Still yeah. doing deals with her. And I told her back then where I, what my vision was and where I am now. And, you know, she's like, you know, we're both Team Mark, Team Sarah. We kind of work together. I've probably given her 50 to 100 referrals. I've, I think I've given her like 60, maybe 60, about 60 loans so far. And, um, you know, yeah. that was probably the best decision. Did she know at that time that she was going to get that much business from making this come together? Probably not.
but you know, look at her now. She all right. So hold on, stop for a second. How did you get her? So you have two. How do, how do you present this deal? I've never bought a piece of. You know, I've never flipped a property before. I'm coming to you. You have two and a half weeks to close on a three family that I Jerry rigged the plumbing in the water for. Yeah. How, how do you convince someone to lend? Because it, I think this is good because for the first somebody who's a first time buyer, um, it's a little intimidating trying to get a loan because you're talking to people who do this every single day and they're you know they know you're new. Yeah. So what is it that? Yeah. So I don't know why she had faith in me, but. You know, I talk to her nowadays about it and everything, and it's funny because she's just like, she's just like, I knew you had it. Like, she's like, I could just tell by talking to you, you know, you were like house hacking. Like, you were house hacking one-on-one. You were trying to make it, and you made it, you know? And uh, I think it was just she had that failing, you know? She knew that she had faith in me to get it done, um, and I think she just had that sense that, you know, she could trust me throughout the process. Yeah. It was crazy that she could do it in like two and a half, three weeks, though. Yeah. Do you feel like that's not really like luck though that that's sort of a trend that you find like as you're doing business as long if you're trying to get something done and you're doing everything you can to get that done things typically fall into place no matter how scary it is things work out in the end like you know you have a you have a guy pull a loan on you in two and a half weeks left like most people be like i'm done I, I, what am i what am yeah. i supposed to do here instead you just go out and find somebody right yeah you just keep 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 pushing and keep pushing and things will get done 100 percent. you got to speak things into existence you know mm-hmm. um because you know i I could have very well said, you know what, that's an easy out for me. Give me my deposit back. I'm good. You know, I, I don't need it. But that opportunity led me into, you know, now I have about 25 units and I flipped over probably 100 homes. So just that one opportunity that I didn't let go opened up that that, that raceway for me. Yeah. So how did you get to 100 homes? How do we flip 100 homes in, in a short period of time like that? What, what, what was the process to get there? So being... So coming from that mechanical background and doing large, managing large plumbing and mechanical jobs, uh, I was just very organized. I just caught on, you know, it's all about planning and organization, I feel like, you know, and if you can do that, then you should be able to flip a home. You don't need to know, you know, everything about all the material. You don't need to know how to do stuff typically, you know, it's nice to have an idea of how a deck goes together or how, you know. You know how the plumber operates, and you know stuff like that. It's good to know that stuff, but you don't really need to know it. You know, realistically, people want to work for a good manager. People work f- for my company because they get paid on time. It's fun. It's you know we have a good time with it. There's just so many other aspects. You know, I don't hassle them on money. Nobody's ever going to come to me and say, "Hey, it's ten thousand dollars to rough this house for plumbing wise." I'm never going to say, "Hey, can you do it for nine grand?" Because my attitude is like time is more more of a priority than uh than the profit at the end you know what i mean it's always good to go off profit but i'm building that profit in from the beginning so i'm just super strict on my my numbers so if i if i if i have to in order for me to make uh you know in order for me to make money on a job and if i have to cut my other subcontractors that's just not how i want to do business at all maybe so, it's not it's not it's probably not the right deal if you're trying to cut people a thousand bucks here and there 100 percent. Right? so yeah and that's how i get them done so fast so mm-hmm. um just being planning an organization is going to go a long way um i forget what the original question was ryan you want to say that again? yeah no I, I i guess i guess okay so somebody can flip one property right mm-hmm. one one property maybe two properties a year maybe even five but how do you do i mean you've got what 12 or 15 going right now plus a plus 
a development deal that we just got on, like a bunch of other stuff, right? So how yeah. does somebody, and you run three different businesses, and we won't even get to the restaurant. I probably won't even touch on that today, but yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess you know, organization, sure. But how does somebody go if they're looking to flip houses from a couple to a, to that many Yeah, at a young age? Well, it takes a team, number one. You have to have that vision. You're going to sit down and be like, okay, what do I want? Do, you, do I do I want to just, you know, flip a couple homes and work a full-time job, you know, every year? Do I want to this to be my primary income, you know? So my vision was I wanted it to be my primary income, and I wanted to open up doors to other avenues. And that's kind of what it did because I was thinking it, and that's what I wanted it to do. So, you know, like you said before, like – entrepreneurs create their own luck everybody says hey you got lucky on that one it's like no no we didn't we did not get lucky on that one we we work for that <laughs> you know yeah. so you know i would say building a team because i started off just like everybody else like i started off working look at i just told you i jumped the water meter out i turned the water on up the street yeah. you know could be illegal i guess i don't know whatever got the got the deal done um so and then the next one same thing i worked but I was a good manager always, so I knew to bring people in. So I brought people in. I got their scopes. I, I vetted the prices. I sat down, went over the budget, and said, okay, this is going to work. So it started off with just hiring people from Craigslist. One person that I hired from Craigslist actually is still with me today from 2014. So um, I hired wow. him, and he came on, and it was just – it was never like – I never knew it was gonna like turn into this, you know. But it was like I just stayed consistent, my head in, my head down the tunnel, and I just I roll with it. And it turned into having just one guy that I could, you know, that I could count on to do odds and ends, fixing on rentals, yeah. whatever it was. And then it went, then it stayed into two people. And then after a couple of years, it was three people. And it's like, how the fuck am I gonna keep three people going? Like I just, but once you have that, you do it. You know what I mean? I'm big on getting the contract. Get the contract, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many employees do you have across all the businesses right now? Uh, over 100. Over 100. All right. Yeah. We'll have to get you back on the podcast at some point. We can talk about <laughs> how to hire the right people because of all of all the people I know, that's probably the, you're the you have the most employees of anybody I know. Yeah. Working for you. Um, and all right, let's talk about capital for a minute. How do you how are you flipping these properties now? Is it I'm sure at some point it becomes most of your own money, but when you're first starting, was it all your own money, or how did you how were you acquiring these properties? Number one, finding the funds to fix them up um, and keep it rolling. Yeah, so we'll start with finding the properties. Uh, you're probably a very good resource um, because you do you're big into the direct mail and you you're good at finding deals. Um, so starting out, not everybody has two to five or ten thousand dollars a month to, to to direct mail people uh and and it takes a system to do that you know someone just can't do that and just fail the phone calls because you'll miss them all you miss the opportunities so what i did and i was very successful with was um word of mouth like i never wanted my name out there saying hey i flip homes i i'm in real estate i'm a real estate investor because I was just very, I thought people were going to be like, oh, that guy's rich. He's loaded. Oh, he flips homes. Oh, he's a hack. Oh, this. Cause, because people that rehab homes have that. that yeah, that's that, sort of notation with them. Yeah, right? notation that they're a hack mm -hmm. or whatever. So mm -hmm. I didn't want that. And um, I ended up just going all in and being on social media saying, hey, I'm Mark Mason. I flip homes. This is what I do. And then 
I invested a lot of time and money into into the social media and posting what I do, which when I was doing it, I didn't really realize the effect I was having long term because you don't see it's not like you get your ROI right away on social media. So as it went on, I it kind of all came together, and people were like, "Oh, Mark does great work." So I had this reputation now. It's like, "Oh, Mark does this great work." I almost have like that high end. Yeah. fix and flip look to me you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's not that I'm just you know putting makeup on a pig so yeah. um, and that's the kind of the vision that I paint for all my employees and, and yeah. everybody looking into the business so that's how I've landed a lot of my deals because friends of friends would say hey Mark flips houses or this person would die in the family and they say hey go, go to Mark and then you know my girlfriend's mother would know some people that inherited a house and I would get it so I'm getting all that and then everything else. I'm staying consistent on going to auctions and staying consistent on a little bit of mailing. So um, that's kind of how that's a how, couple different avenues. But at first, you were, it was really word of mouth. Word of mouth, yeah. If you yeah. flip houses, get out there. You know what I mean? Get out there. Get your name on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And how that's something that that's something that I'm currently trying to build up the social media. I've got. I just started a YouTube channel. I've got like two videos on there with like four views. But the, the point of it is really is yeah. to, it's really to try to just build up, uh, you know, build a network through social media. I, I was I'm just uh, who was a uh, Brandon Turner. He's raised over what like two hundred million dollars from Instagram, from his following. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, imagine what you could do with two hundred million dollars if you had access to it. Yep. Right. How many properties could you flip? Uh, unlimited, right? Yep. Um. So so yeah so let, real quick let's evaluate a how are you looking at these flips to evaluate? Like, so uh, you know. So evaluation right now, what we do is we take a 0.75 of the the ARV. Um, you know, would I like to get it a little bit less? Yes, but I also don't get um, greedy, and I know what I can do and what what it costs me in the field. It's it probably costs me a little bit less to renovate things than most people because I have a team of you know just five carpenters and five I'd say five people on my team that can do carpentry finish trim paint plaster so what i do is i stack them like oh hi if i have a house and it needs exterior and interior work the exterior works happening when the interior works happening so i do most of my houses in about 60 days or less so um that's kind of that's kind of how you know how i roll with it um you know i just yeah. want to other than that, you know, you have your construction costs, your ARV, you know what you need to make for profit. With, if you cut that for 0.75, you know, I think that's a fair profit. Right now, it might be a little bit less. You, you probably want to do a little bit more now considering the, the market right now. So, um, but everybody right now is probably scared to get into real estate, but it's probably the best time because everybody else is moving. You really want to yeah, do right. the opposite of everybody else. Right. You want to z- you want to zag when everyone's zigging, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, Okay, so what is it? What does the future look like for? I mean, I, I know the plumbing business is up and running and doing well. Um, we can touch real quick on the restaurant business if you want to. But what's what's the uh, what's the plan in the future for the flipping company? So, the plan in the future is, I mean, we want to do more buy and holds. So we're looking into more the buy and the hold route. Um, and right now, what I'm really trying to do is get my systems in place and to, for it to be bulletproof, so I can kind of remove myself from the company as much as possible so I can kind of oversee and paint the vision and put things into play and integrate everything. So I'm currently doing that with both the businesses. Uh, so Eastside is uh, 
you know, we want to scale it. And the only way to scale it is I got to get a CRM in place. I got to get my direct mail on point. I have to, you know, be surrounded by the right people. And, you know, kind of like what we're doing. I mean, who would have known that would have been seven triplexes? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we met at a mastermind. Yeah. Now we're very close. We talk a lot. And we, we both give each other yeah. a crazy amount of... Um, yeah. So let's let's touch on that real quick. Um, getting around people who are doing big things that you know, either way bigger than you or even just a little bit bigger than you, like-minded people, how important is that and how has it influenced your career so far? Yeah, number one thing. You yeah. have to get in the fucking room. I pay a lot of money a year to be in the room with mentors and other business owners. Um, you would probably think I'm crazy. You know, I, I probably spend what people get for a salary at McDonald's to be in a room yeah. with yeah. people. And... It's just, like it's, like I said earlier with the social media, it's not, you're not going to see that direct ROI right away because it's work. It's like anything. It's like, you know, it's like if you do steroids. If you do steroids, you're not going to get jacked. You have to work out, you know? So yeah. you got to get that. You, you got to get you got to get in the room. And the group, being around the right group is 100%. And that's what happened yeah. to me. I, I yeah. landed with the right realtors and mentors. Um, and I grew up, I picked something from everybody. I'm like, Ooh, like, you know, this guy, this guy is really helping yeah. me. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And I try to give anything I can. A lot of the people that I'm get in the room with, they, they're, they're a lot, you know, they're a lot more high performers than me, but I try to offer anything I can to kind of, yeah, like, trying to bring some them. sort of value. Right. 100%. Yeah. I think for, for real estate specific, you got to find deals, right? That's the most, in my opinion, is the most important thing. If you can master finding deals, yep. you will be successful because you'll find the, the, the pieces to put the deals together. But outside of real estate specifically, in my opinion, the most important thing somebody can do is just get yourself into rooms where there's people doing things that you can literally not even fathom, Yep. right? I mean, I, we, we met, what, seven, let's say seven, eight months ago in a mastermind. I didn't know any of you guys when I stepped in there, right? I just moved down here, but all six of us, we all talk now. We're all leveraging each other. We're all doing deals together. And yeah. it's just like that, too. It's, it's quick. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, it really is. And the more you can do that and the more groups and the, the, the stupider you can get into, <laughs> the stupider you feel when you step into these groups, 100%. Um, the more you grow. And you don't even realize it, right? You just turn around and, like, you look, holy shit, I've, I've gone that high up the steps already. It was, like, a couple months ago where I was like, what is what's development? <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So before, before we went on here, you, you brought something up to me and you said you wanted to talk about the four G's. Um, so let's give the audience a little bit of an overview of what that is and how you've really built your businesses uh, upon these four G's ideas. Yeah. So it's called the G code and there's actually a book if you guys want to read it. Um, and it's, it's simple. You know what I mean? It's something that we all know, but you have to, um, it's something that all we know, we all know we have to do it. It's just a matter of actually, committing to it and being consistent with it and it's number one gratitude two is grind which is your work number three is your group which we touched on already and genetics so um and i mean i'll touch i'll go in a little bit more in depth but if anybody wants the book reach out to me i'll buy it for them so um and i'll send it to you so just dm me yeah and uh, i'll put the uh, i'll put your instagram and whatever underneath the uh Hundred percent, and it, you, 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 if you're gonna get the book, if you're gonna read it, you gotta implement it. You know what I mean? So, and if you do all four of those in six months to a year, you're gonna be in a totally different position and place than you were today. I can promise you that. And if you can't lie to yourself, you can't cheat yourself. If you do those four things, 
you're going to be in, you, 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 everything else will follow. And I mean, gratitude, I mean, we do this at our mastermind. Um, you know, I start my day off with it, thinking about a couple things, writing down a couple things that I, you know, that I have gratitude for. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes family, weather, waking up, what, it can be anything. My dog, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whatever. Um, work, employees, whatever it could be that kind of, that you just, you feel like gratitude for, which starts off like when you, when you wake up, you, you're almost like, oh shit, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta do this. Yeah, yeah. So if you just take a second, you know what I mean? You, you think about that, it kind of sets your day right. Sometimes I meditate, um, just to kind of give my mind a little bit of, uh, a little bit of a break, you know? Um, so, and it's just five minutes and just quietness. It's nothing crazy. I'm not like this or anything like just kind of just chilling um grind your work you know what i mean you have to put in the work you know not eight hours a day not 10 hours a day dude you're working 10 12 14 hours a day mm-hmm. yeah, 24 in. hours a day yeah <laughs> you're thinking about when you're sleeping right 100 yeah you know i think i woke up last night thinking about something and it's not like it, it like i love what i do so it's it doesn't it's not work to me you know what i mean i'm, I'm passionate and you guys gotta find something that's that you're really passionate about and if it's real estate you got to keep listening to these, this podcast and other podcasts to get you in that position. But you got to act. Um, group, we talked about that being around the right group of people. You know, you got to you got to touch. You got to you you really just got to get uncomfortable. You got to message the people on Facebook. I've never when people message me on Facebook, I've never turned them down and not answered their messages. I'm just nobody, but I like giving value. You know what I mean? So. Um, well, plus you never know if that person that person might bring value to you someday, right? If you 100%. can bring value to them by answering a question they have, they might bring it back to you someday. Who knows? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to touch on the group, we started out a mastermind group eight, nine months ago. And I remember going around the room, I'll never forget it. Everybody wanted to, like, you know, put out their goals for the year. And I'm in the group. I have 25 units. And I told everybody I wanted to add 30 units this year. I think at that point I was maybe at, like, 17 or 18. And, uh... You know, and everybody else is like, yeah, I want to do 500 units. I want to do this. I want to do $10 million a month. And I was just felt wicked small. But I came home and I was I was revved up. I was pumped. I'm like, yes, this is who I want to be around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I did the same thing, man. I felt like an ant when we left there. I, I came home and I told my wife, I'm like, this guy's already making a million a month. What am I? I I'm nothing. <laughs> Squish me. I'm nothing here. Yeah, no, it, but it's good. It's a feeling that like. And since then, I've just, dude, I've had energy, like it's just crazy amounts of energy to get things done. They're just figuring out ways to do things. And yeah, it is. It's all about the group you're around. 100%. 100%. Cause they have resources, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then genetics is the last one. You know what I mean? Working out. Um, simple. I mean, it's simple, but it's yeah. hard as fuck. It's not, mm-hmm. it sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like hitting the yeah. snooze button in the morning. Like it's not easy yeah. not to hit the snooze button. So. Yeah. Uh, what I figured the easiest, because my brain works just like everybody else's in the world, um, if I don't want to work out, I at least try to get a walk in. And I mean like a fast-paced walk, like whether it's a treadmill, whether I'm going for a walk, because it almost clears my brain, gets my shit together, and I still, you know, if I get my B, my BPMs up to like 100, 110, I'm okay. I don't have yep. to go wicked hot every day, but at the same time, you got to keep moving. It clears your head. Um and you feel better, which once you feel better, you have more confidence. When you have more confidence, you can sell more. When you sell more, you make more revenue. And when you make yeah. more revenue, life is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're happier, right? There's you're a, happy. Coming from coming from an, a, uh, an exercise background in, in schooling, there's a lot of research that shows if you do aerobic and, and strength and conditioning in 
doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning, but in particular in the morning, uh, you're number one, you're happier. You've got more endorphins going on. Um, you, your mind is more open to more ideas. You're less grumpy all the time. It just improves all areas in quality of life. So for me, what I do is I get up at four o'clock in the morning every single day and people think I'm insane. But the reason I do that is because no one's awake. I don't get texts. I don't get emails. I don't get calls, nothing. My wife isn't asking me to do stuff. My dogs aren't barking. There is nothing going on. I focus on me. I do some exercise. I get ready for the day. And you know, by 8 a.m., my day is already pretty much done when everyone else is just waking up, right? So from there, I'm just on, I'm on you know, autoplay at that point. Um, and I think that's, it's been huge for me personally getting up early. Um, whether you're a morning person or not, if you set that alarm for four or five or six, get up. Don't lie to yourself and, and say, all right, I'm going to hit the snooze button. I'll get up at 6.30. You've already started the day off on, on a shit note, really. You're 30 minutes late for what you said you were going to do. 100%. Um, and that carries on through everything. Um, but all right, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Let's, let's get into um, something I, I, I sort of ask everybody that's on here. Um, for the people that are listening, let's, let's focus on flipping properties. Um, what is something that they can do today to implement to either start flipping or improve their flipping business? What's, what's an actionable thing that they can do um, today is it finding learning how to find deals raising money what's what's the most important thing um, somebody can take from this episode moving forward um i'm probably gonna go away from what everybody else probably says i'm probably just gonna say keep it simple open a social media account for on instagram and facebook and come up with a facebook name for in a in a in a, in a, a name for your real estate flipping business so if your name's Harry, Harry Flips Homes, make a web, make an Instagram, make a Facebook, and make a website. Boom. You got a foundation. Boom. You, you got a foundation. Yeah. Do you think that – so let me ask you real quick. Do you think building the brand for the business or building a personal brand is a better way to go? I'm, I'm just curious because I've, I've, um, I know you've done it. I think uh, they go hand in hand, and it gets overwhelming to talk about because – I never know, you know, should I post on my personal life, personally, yeah. should I post right. on a business? But I feel like either way, I mean, per, building your personal brand is probably more important, I think. Um, but in order to build your personal brand, you need to direct them somewhere else. So that's when that comes to, you know, Harry Flips Homes on IG. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a baseline. Because when you go to distress seller, when your best friend's, you know, mother wants to sell their house, they're going to ultimately look you up. They're going to say, hey, who's Harry? Okay, Harry. Okay, look, at, he's, got a, he's got a girlfriend. He's got a family. You always want to have that presentation. Mm -hmm. I call it like the uh, mm -hmm. the attractive profile. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you go on my Facebook, you see like the family in the background and it kind of like lets people trust you and then you then you redirect them to, oh, look at Harry Flips Home on Instagram. Let's see what kind of work they do because I'm not going to push off business on my personal page, maybe 10% of the time. Everything else is strictly personal, letting people know how yeah. I how I operate and who I am. And then 10% yeah. of the time, I'll drop like a, hey, we buy houses. Um, and then- Now, do you, do you manage your social medias by yourself or do you have somebody doing I it? I have help. I do have okay. help. Okay, I was gonna say, because I mean, what's, what's, I'll put your Instagram handle on the bottom, but everybody should go follow Mark and, and all of his pages and I'll put them all down there, but they're all unbelievable, I mean, Every day, it's 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 really good content or entertaining content, yeah. right? and it keeps people wanting to click on your name. Uh, whether it's the East Side one, whether it's the plumbing one, or whether it's your personal one, 
every time I see it pop up, I, I, I click it. So you're doing something right on social media. So I think everyone should rewind and listen to that little social media section again because it's, it's, it's huge. 100 percent and it's hard it's it's hard work you know um i'm not a social media guy it's tough it's tough for me no word of a lie i took about 30 minutes to make a tiktok last night okay i don't want to admit, i don't want to admit that but but it's gonna get it, it used to take me longer but like you know 30 minutes might be excessive but i know that's the way everything's going so i need to do it so in my thought process is people on that are watching rails and tiktoks there's less users and more viewers now i would kind of let that sink in less users more viewers because that's going to give you a better return on investment when you when you post get what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. Not everybody's making TikToks and Rails because nobody wants to be in front of a video, including me. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's yeah, difficult. very difficult. And yeah. it's you know, and I and so that means there's less users, more viewers, which is increased. It increases yeah. your uh, yeah your return, right? Yeah, more people return. Can see your video. What I say yeah, less less competition. Hundred percent. When I say return, it doesn't always have to be money related either. It's mm-hmm. you know your viewers. I mean, technically that really goes to it could be sales one day, but you know. That's not like a, a money situation. So yeah. I think that's yeah. that's key. That's what I would yeah. do. Cool. Awesome, man. All right, man. Well, this has been fantastic. I think everybody will get a lot of uh, a lot of advice from this, and hopefully they can pull some uh, some key points you brought up uh, and take it with them, and hopefully they can grow. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, are you uh, where can they reach out to you? So Eastside Property LLC is on Instagram. Eastside Property Development on Facebook. Um, my Instagram handle personally is Mark Mason underscore M A R C M A S O N underscore, um, and the plumbing business is R C L underscore Mechanical, and then restaurant is River House Wear Village, and Wear is spelled W E I R. So um, you can check them out. Um, there's definitely different. There's different. Uh, you know. We do it differently on each platform. You'll see it like East Side's very like high end, a high end look. You got the restaurant that's almost like a family look that like you know your maybe your employees kind of run in. You know they kind of run it. You'll see it. It's it, it's pretty cool to see. Um, and I'm not even getting started. There's a lot more to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the sky's the limit. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. This has been fantastic. I uh, I really appreciate you coming on here. Yeah. No problem. Anything for you, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good day, man. I appreciate you. And, and, and guys, if you guys need anything, hit me up. You want that free book, hit me up. I'll send it out to you. Anything you guys need, shoot me a DM. I'll be glad to hop on a phone call, send you my Calendly link, whatever I got to do to help you kind of take the next step to be an entrepreneur. All right. Awesome. You heard it. Make sure you reach out to him. All right, guys. Have a great day. Bye.